Hi everyone, Hotel News Now news editor Sean McCracken here. So earlier this week, Choice Hotels International went public with a $90 per share offer to buy Wyndham Hotels and Resorts after apparently growing frustrated with Wyndham's decision to walk away from the negotiating table after a months-long process, and um, which then spurred Wyndham executives to announce Choice's interest in buying their company was both unsolicited and quote-unquote underwhelming. So today, I brought in True Securities' Patrick Scholes, talk about the possibility of a deal between those two companies and what it means for the larger hotel industry. So Patrick, I'd throw it to you. What do you make of everything we've seen over the last couple of days? Well, good morning, Sean. Thank you for having me on. Um, Certainly things got exciting very quickly uh, in our world. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's one way to put it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, where where to start here? Um, you know, first off, I certainly talked with all the uh, management teams involved here, m- talked with many different investors of all different stripes, whether they own the stock, own both stocks, um, are interested in perhaps selling the stock, uh, might be a, a, a debt holder. Mm-hmm. Also talked with franchisees, industry folks in general. And, you know, I, I would say, you know, it's not that bad of an offer. It's it's hardly yeah. a slam dunk, um, but you know, I I feel that Wyndham shareholders are generally inclined to go with it, mm-hmm. but would probably like a few more dollars, perhaps ninety five dollars a share, and then importantly, they would like a little bit of downside protection. Yeah, um, not only the shareholders. But the Wyndham management team, especially, um, because there are definitely concerns with antitrust regulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, this a combination of these two companies would take a majority of the branded mid-scale hotels here and close to half of the branded economy hotels. And that certainly is going to be heavily reviewed by the uh, antitrust organizations or Department of Justice here. And you know, a, a bad scenario for Wyndham uh, would be uh, if it doesn't go through, you know, during that time, you can certainly bet that all of uh, the other competing franchise companies will be uh, gunning for uh, Wyndham franchisees to join their systems because you know, yeah. Wyndham, hotel, Wyndham hotels, as we know, it may not be around in a, in a couple more months. And if you're a franchisee signing up for a 15-year contract, you want some sort of certainty who you're dealing with. So, yeah, for sure. Um, you know. There's certainly been chatter out there um, about sort of a breakage fee or breakup fee if the deal doesn't go through payable to Wyndham. But that's, you know, that's still negotiable here. I mean, when you look at a potential deal on this, do you think of that antitrust risk as significantly higher than what we would have seen in a like, you know, Marriott Starwood or? Uh, I mean, the hotel yeah. industry seems to be used to n- not having heavy scrutiny in that way because it's so fragmented, but this is so targeted in one segment of the industry. It seems like maybe that's more significant. Well, I think there's two things. Number one, what you certainly said about um, a uh, or alluded to a higher percentage of that segment of the industry being mm-hmm. involved with these two companies. But you also have... Um, 
you know, a, a, a political administration that is probably going to be more scrutinizing it, just sort of the directions mm-hmm. that the political winds have taken under the Biden administration as it relates to uh, antitrust here. So you sort of have yeah. those two things going on that, uh, you know, make it a higher, you know, a higher risk that something might be rejected here well, uh, and, versus, say, and to that uh, point, the Marriott. To that point, one of the two major industry lobbying groups has come out against a deal, so it seems like there would be more political pressure from that angle as well. With AHOA came out and put out a statement and said they're not for it. Um, I yeah, that certainly would not would not uh, help. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything specific on the AHLA. Um, they you know just I don't know specifically what they're going to say about this, but historically they've been more uh, brand or franchisor. Yeah. They're probably uh, more likely to, to to stay out of this fight, I would guess. Yeah, I, I, I can't say you know what they will do or, or, or won't do. But, you know, again, we've seen AHOA mm-hmm. more franchisee friendly and AHLA mm-hmm. more franchisor friendly. Absolutely. So to um, walk away from the conversation of the, the hurdles just for a moment, um, in, in a hypothetical scenario that these two companies did consummate a deal. What would you, what do you make of a combined choice Wyndham? How high are you on the potential of that hypothetical company? Um, you know, certainly pluses and minuses, you know, as far as, a, as a positives, you, you know, in today's day and age, and certainly if we, as we've seen with Marriott and Starwood, um, Bigger has, you know, bigger is better has been the theme, and that relates to, you know, the gas reward system. Uh, it also uh, relates to power of negotiations uh, with the online travel agencies, um, also synergies with uh, marketing programs, and also for the brands or some of the individual brands. You know, if you're a brand owner, you know, you might be more likely to stay within that greater franchise system because you have uh, more options if you want to put in a new hotel or if you want to, you know, switch brands uh, Mm -hmm. as well. So possibly less, what we call that, uh, less leakage or attrition in there. Um, You know, possibly on the downside here. And, you know, certainly it looks like if this were to go through, Choice would certainly be taking on a lot of, uh, a lot more debt Mm-hmm. Uh, more financial risk. And, you know, one thing in today's day and age that, uh, you know, the brands have been doing extremely well, or I would say especially competitors, uh, such as Hilton with their Spark brand, is the, you know, the creative introduction of uh, new brands. And, you know, when you're taking on a lot of debt, your priority is probably to pay down the debt and not, you know, work on uh, gross growth initiative. So I think, you know, that might be a, be a negative there. So there, there's definitely pluses and minuses. Um, and again, a lot of it, you know, from the wall street world is going to be what does, you know, what, if it goes through, what would choice end up, you know, end up paying how much debt they would have to put Mm -hmm. on, how many shares they might have to issue, uh, all those things. Yeah. And that's literally the next question I wanted to ask is, I mean, so much of this deal is financed. And as you already alluded to, it seems like the initial response is, if a deal happens, it's not going to be at the price tag that's already been announced. So from your perspective, I mean, how how much capacity do you think? Oh, go ahead. I wouldn't completely rule that out. You know, Mm -hmm. I think there's 
probability, you know, it's a, a non-zero probability that it, it, it could get done. And it still yeah. might get done, but I think it would be certainly a higher probability if, you know, if the offer was raised, um, you know, by, by several more dollars. Um, okay, so then, the, then my yeah. question is, how many more dollars can Choice raise it, though, if with the cost of debt well, being so high right now anyway? Like, how much capacity well, do they really it have? Also, well, it would... You know, it would also depend on, you know, their other options certainly would be to, to issue shares, mm-hmm. uh, but that would, you know, dilute the existing shareholders yeah. um, here. And, you know, that, that's, that's a risk. And, um, you know, certainly the shareholders of choice themselves would, uh, you know, have to approve it. You know, initially sounds like the major shareholders are in favorable are in favor of it as it is, but mm-hmm. if that offer changes, maybe they're less favorable. So, yeah. you know, a lot to, you know, if you're, if you're a, an investor or a management team, you know, a lot to, a lot to weigh out here. You know, one thing that, you know, one thing help maybe helps the deal go through your shareholders might not like, so it's, uh, you know, it's, it's tricky. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I probably should have done the research before this call on this, but you know, how much, how much overlap is there in the big investor bases for those two companies? Like, I wonder how much that's playing into all of this. There, it's, it's, you know, it, it, it's, you know, it's hard for me. I don't know exactly up to, my, to quantify it, but I've certainly talked to investors over the last day who, yeah. you know, who, who own both. Here. Yeah. You know, certainly uh, with choice, uh, you do have the, you know, the founding family, um, the, the public information here, the Bynum family, large, large shareholders uh, here, um, where you don't necessarily with Wyndham have the, you know, the founding family uh, mm-hmm. uh, in the. So um, just to switch gears a little bit, because I want to ask you, um, there's been some talk and there's been some reporting that is is kind of alluded to this being a hostile situation. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we've crossed the line into what you would traditionally consider hostile, especially since Choice is pretty open about the fact that they want to get Wyndham back to the negotiating table. I mean, how far do you think we are from that point? And what do you think Choice's real prospects are of waging an actual proxy battle for this? Well, uh, you know, this is again, all my, my opinion and, um, you know, I asked management this, and certainly they'll hold their cards close, probably at the end yeah. of their corporate counsel. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say at the moment the companies are necessarily on the friendliest of terms. And well, that's yeah. probably not a good thing. <laughs> Especially they want to be working together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, 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 you know, I think they would like it to be friendly. But the fact that you put these these public letters out yesterday, um, mm-hmm. you know, that probably doesn't make it all warm and fuzzy uh, at this point. And again, my my view is, you know, at the moment, choices with the letter they put out yesterday, uh, they would hope that Wyndham would reengage with them. Mm-hmm. Um, my view is if that were not to occur, I would say probably likely the Wyndham, um, I'm not Wyndham choice would initiate a proxy battle, essentially mm-hmm. take the proposal to the Wyndham shareholders directly and let them vote on it. Yeah. Uh, in which case we would, we would probably use that term, uh, you know, hostile 
hostile takeover. Mm-hmm. But we're not, I wouldn't call it hostile yet, but it's, yeah. you know, again, I wouldn't call it warm and warm and fuzzy either. So. Yeah. It's more politicking at this point, right? Just to winning over the hearts yeah. and minds. <laughs> That's a good way of saying it. Yeah. So, um, and it, my, my history with this stuff is obviously less significant than yours, but I feel like in previous reporting along these lines and these situations don't crop up that often in the hotel industry. But when they do, I remember, I can't remember whether I heard it from you or someone else that historically when situations like this crop up, um, and I'm thinking specifically of like Felcor and Ashford years ago in the REIT space, how the aggressor company Usually a deal will get done for the target company, but it's usually not the aggressor that ends up consummating that deal. I mean, do you think that, that somebody swoops in here and white knights for um, for Wyndham? Or do you think that, that these two companies are the only possible combination we get out of this? Uh, you know, never, never say never. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say these companies are probably far away the most likely. Yeah. It's not, you know, again, I, I'm hesitant to you know, speculate or create rumors. It, it's never impossible. You could see uh, a private equity firm come in or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, another hotel firm that also plays in the, the mid-scale space. But, you know, it would seem the most logical combination would be these two companies. Yeah. But never, never say never. Mm-hmm. So if you were if you were the chairman of Wyndham right now, what what sort what would win you over? Like, what's the last little bit that would push this past the finish line for you? Is it just like um, bump up the offer a couple dollars, or is it more significant than that? Well, I, I think it's the it would be a combination of yeah, you know, a couple dollars or possibly more, mm-hmm. and then some sort of breakage fee mm-hmm. that would compensate Wyndham hotels and essentially indirectly the, the shareholders if this should get rejected by the, um, you know, the, the antitrust, uh, mm-hmm. um, I believe, again, Department of Justice uh, mm-hmm. on that. You know, what exactly that amount is, uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I suspect probably hundreds of millions of dollars. Um but again, uh, it wouldn't be insignificant. Yeah. And in the, in the, I mean, I'm, I'm talking a lot of hypotheticals to you today and I apologize for that, but it's kind of unavoidable with this, but I'm curious from your perspective, like assuming a deal doesn't happen, I mean, you, do you see a way that these two companies walk away from this unscathed or is there going to be some fallout, especially for choice you would think? Um, I, I, I mean, look, I, I don't know if it would be, you know, permanently damaging. You know, I have, you know, in as I published in a research report this morning, I, when I spoke with Wyndham Hotels last night, they did have, you know, some franchisees come to them and say they, for whatever reasons, you know, perhaps because they're very, very happy with Wyndham, um, you know, they don't want to be part of the, the choice organization and, those franchisees would, you know, given the opportunity when their franchise contract end would, you know, leave the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and you probably at the moment have some potential franchisees, um, more so probably on the Wyndham side who are, you know, at the moment thinking twice, you know, given, given the uncertainty. So, yeah. you know, I guess the question of what is that degree of yeah. being unscathed, it's probably not zero. 
Um, you know, I think probably the, the 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 worst outcome would be if you know they do agree to this, and then it gets rejected by. Mm-hmm you know, rejected. And then everybody spent a lot of money, a lot of time and nothing, nothing came of it. And, you know, the competitors, you know, such as Hilton Spark brand or, you know, hypothetically having a field day here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, we don't, we're not dealing with this. Uh, you know, you're going to be with us and join us and, you know, especially especially since there's so many other companies moving into this space right now, right? Like everybody's launching a mid-scale extended stay brand right now. It's not, it's not, there's any shortage of opportunities to move away from either or both of these companies. That's right. and, and, and absolutely. And that's why Wyndham absolutely has every right to be, you know, concerned or hesitant and wants, you know, some sort of guarantee or recourse if, if, you know, this moves ahead yet then subsequently gets, uh, rejected uh, yeah. due to antitrust issues. You know, yeah. I think they're they're absolute right to be concerned on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we're and getting back to the AHOA thing too. I mean, you have the largest representative group of franchisees in the country right now saying that Choice is actively making an anti-franchisee you know movement here. That's probably not the best look to have, but can understand the business rationale behind it. Yeah, I mean, whether you know whether that's true or not, you know, certainly choice in their letters argue the otherwise, but then mm-hmm. I haven't read the Ahoa thing, but I could see, you know, less competition uh, yeah. uh, gives, uh, you know, that's not always good uh, for a competitive marketplace either. Yeah. If this was con- more consumer facing, people would be saying it's anti-consumer, but that's, that's probably not re- the real issue here. So just to loop this yeah, back around to the... They're, they're good. You know, could be aspect of that, but I wouldn't say that uh, at the moment. Probably lower on the list of concerns mm-hmm, for sure. So to loop this back around to the beginning, um, and to try and put a bow on this. In the end, I mean, what what do you think? What's your best guess on what what happens with all of this? I know that's a big question. There's so many directions it could go. Probably the greatest probability again absolutely no guarantees whatsoever here mm-hmm. uh, i want to be very careful when i say that here uh disclaimers 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 you know i i would say probably a couple dollars higher mm-hmm. offering a, an agreeable breakage fee and then it gets done mm-hmm. but again you know i'm, I'm hedging myself <laughs> Yeah, uh, sure. I, I would say that's probably the greatest probability, um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Do you think we're at the point though where um, egos playing into this, and that might be enough to kibosh a deal? Um, you know, you have—I don't want to necessarily use the term ego, but you know, you have uh, executive management teams that um, you know are very. Experience and like mm-hmm. what they do, and uh, want to look out for what's best for their companies and their shareholders. And you know that's what that's what their job is. So you know whether that's ego or not. Um, mm-hmm. You know you also have for for Wyndham an extremely experienced uh, chairman of the board. Uh, M and A is uh, uh, you know M and A is is uh, in in his DNA and. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, very, very savvy. And, you know, I'm sure, uh, you know, sort of behind the scenes strategy uh, is go, goes into uh, all of this for a uh, for a, a chairman who is uh, very experienced in such things. I would say, I, from from what I can tell, I don't think anybody's on the record as being um, you're you're as you're as high as anybody I've seen on the the expertise and and acumen of the Wyndham management team. So I'm assuming you're confident that whatever the right decision is, they will make it in the end. Um, I would I would believe so. You know, I mean, it's um, I've I've known the the the. the, the folks on the board and management team for, for, for many years. And yeah, you know, absolutely confident, you know, they'll do, they'll do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, as, as should, uh, shareholders. All right. This is your chance for a final word. Anything else you want to say about it? Um, grab your popcorn and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and we'll watch here. So, uh, <laughs> It'll, it'll, you know, check, check, check your emails uh, for news releases and uh, grab your popcorn. I know. So, it's uh, definitely made my life more exciting this week. <laughs> well, Patrick, I, Thank you. I, I genuinely, genuinely appreciate you taking the time. And this has been a wonderful conversation. It's, I, I'm really, really thankful. Hi, I'm Isaac Colazzo, Vice President of Analytics at STR. Hi, and I'm Jan Feitak, National Director for Hospitality Analytics for the CoStar Group. Tune in to our new show, Tell Me More, a hospitality data podcast. It's a podcast on the global hotel industry, its current trends, what we're thinking about, and where the industry's going. And we like to have fun with the data, too. Find us on hotelnewsnow.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe today.